Welcome to episode 8 of Back to Beverly, and thanks for listening. My next guest is a fierce defender of Los Angeles history, and has built a mighty large following of those who enjoy reliving what many would consider LA's golden age, through the various photos and videos that she shares on her social media platform, Vintage LA. She is a regular at all of LA's most iconic restaurants, and considers some of Hollywood's most recognized names part of her inner circle. A big thank you to Allison Martino for joining me in the studio, which was only the first or second time she had been back on campus since she graduated. Unfortunately, we faced some technical issues and lost a portion of our discussion, but nonetheless, it was a fantastic interview and Allison has so kindly agreed to come back in the future to continue the conversation. Following our discussion, I ran into Allison at an event and was able to catch up with her again in person. Prior to launching this podcast, I likely would not have had this connection, and this encounter only further emphasizes the beauty of the Beverly High alumni community. With that said, here's my interview with Allison Martino, creator and curator of Vintage LA. And then are we good in the control room, Mr. Perry? We're good. Okay. Um, all right. My next guest has been referred to as the godmother of LA in a profile by West Hollywood Magazine. She's a TV producer, documentarian, columnist, and social media superstar, having founded the Facebook account Vintage LA, which documents the history of LA by those who lived it. She is the daughter of one of the great Italian-American crooners of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and grew up among some of the biggest names of that era. She is a frequent contributor to Spectrum's SoCal scene and has been featured in publications such as the New York Times and Huffington Post. Please join me in welcoming to the show creator and curator of Vintage LA and the fiercest protector of LA history, Beverly High grad, class of 89, Allison Martino. Allison, thanks for coming on thanks the show. Thanks so much. I like the, the grad 89. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been introduced by, like that yet. That's is that good. right? Well, first for everything. <laughs> so welcome back to Beverly and thanks for squeezing me into your schedule. How does it feel to be back on campus? This is the first time I walked through that's amazing. since I graduated. Yeah, that's very so cool. It was really nostalgic. Well, for someone like me, this yeah. is, you know. Very cool. Well, we're glad to have you back. Talk to me a little bit about what Allison was involved with in high school. Acting, journalism, <laughs> broadcasting. Uh, I was, I, I hung around the drama department. Okay. I was a real nerd in that sense. <laughs> what? Musical theater. Got it. Um, acting, and we had, it was right around the time when we were, where video cameras were very, were coming in, and we were yeah. videoing each other a lot in, uh -huh. in drama class. That was really fun. Was Mr. Engel the teacher then? Or I was missed him by one year, okay. although I did know who he was, yeah. and he did teach a summer class before okay. I got to Beverly. Yeah. But when I got to Beverly, uh, his name was Dr. Hertford was my Okay. And was Herb Hall here then? Who, no. Okay, wasn't here yet. Got it. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you remember most about your high school years. Are there any teachers or classes that sort of took you into this journey into the entertainment industry? No, I hung around the drama department. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess, you know, I, I really did love it. Yeah. I, it was like fame. This is a, a school that's like no other for the arts department. Mm -hmm. I almost felt like we were in college yeah. or NYU. So it felt... Um, I ditched a lot of classes. <laughs> I still graduated with, I was fine, yeah. but I really did hang around a lot and, and try to be in as many productions as I could. And cool. I, I just remember being in, very involved with, the, with the, on our music teacher, um, Mr. Pressman. Yes, Mr. Pressman. Who we lost a few years ago, who was, who was a, became a dear friend of mine later sure. in life. Yeah. Um, and I, I was always amazed by how big this school was. Yeah. 
I know we are blessed to your point uh, the uh, what we have in the arts department right that we're in we're in this broadcast um, studio which is state-of-the-art mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to hear what your thought I mean is is it that that what what makes Beverly so special is it that we have such great facilities here the last time I was in this studio my yeah. very best friend mm -hmm. her bro little brother who was like my little brother yeah was a DJ in that next room. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that we had the radio station going when I was here, but it, I know it existed, and it's cool to hear that we had DJs and stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are the child of two extremely accomplished people, your father, Al Martino, a legendary singer who taught Billboard charts for decades uh, and spread his wings as an actor starring in the Godfather movies, and your mother, a flight attendant who was once the face of American Airlines, even serving uh, government flying on Air Force One uh, during the Kennedy years. What was it like growing up in that house? <laughs> That's a whole show. Yeah. There was a lot of great food. Amazing. <laughs> My dad was a great chef. Yeah. So a lot of singing, a lot of cooking, yeah. a lot of socializing, a lot of comedy, a lot of stories. I miss the, the I miss the nights around the table during yeah. dinner time. Would you guys have Sunday? Was it traditional Sunday dinner in an Italian household? No, it was. Okay. It was he, we were either eating out or eat, or he was cooking. Okay. The food was very important in our house. Yeah, yeah. And dinner time. Yeah. Being at the table during dinner time. Yeah. No phones on the table. No distractions. And listening and 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 getting involved. Yeah. You know. The Italians are much like the Jews in that way, where it, it's, it's all about the food. It's um, very similar. Yeah. So I recall hearing once a story uh, that your dad had installed a bar in your home that once belonged to the famous mobster Bugsy Siegel, the man credited with development of the Las Vegas Strip, uh, who was famously gunned down here in Beverly Hills. Pretty cool story. Can you tell us a little bit about more about that and who were some of the people that uh, spent time at that bar? <laughs> well, who spent time at that bar before yeah. Dad got it is what <laughs> right, I want to Right, true. Good I wanted point. to bust it open, you know, yeah. Geraldo. Yeah. But um, uh, that was a builder. My dad was friends with a guy named Barry Dean, who mm -hmm. I'm sure some people know in this, in this town, who was a very successful builder. And he was taking down Bugsy Siegel's old house to, sure. to build a new house and called my dad. It was around 72 mm -hmm. when The Godfather had been out. Yeah. And he thought, do you want this bar? Yeah. He was from, you know, Israeli George has this bar. Yeah. Miss, Miss Mike, come get it. You know, yeah. and I'll bring it to you. And it was literally a brown, a brown, beautiful, beautiful wood bar mm -hmm. uh, that he built a guest house around that bar. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I miss that bar a lot. And uh, I wish we had kept it. Like, I wish yeah. we could have taken it out and sure. brought it with us. But it was in the foundation of yeah. the house. Well. It was built, like, into the house. Uh, yeah, so that was in the guest house. Uh -huh. So I I inherited the guest house okay. when I was like 21. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, Dad gave it to me. When you were old enough so to sit I, at the bar. So a lot of my friends hung around that bar. Got it. <laughs> okay, very cool. Um, so I mentioned briefly before, and speaking of, of, of mobsters and famous mafia members, your dad very famously had a role in the Godfather movies as the singer Johnny Fontaine. How special is it having your dad attached to such an iconic franchise? It's, it's, it's getting even more special. The 50th yeah. anniversary just hit. And we went to see it at the Academy Museum, uh, and it was so spectacular to see. Yeah. 50 years later, restored, uh -huh. it looks better than ever. Yeah. Um, it's really special because, you know, let's face it, yeah. his era of music is now all attributed to Sinatra. Right, <laughs> So sure. some of the other guys that came around, you know, kind of, but I can say, but you know him from The Godfather. Right. So he has this extra layer and this other layer that we can yeah. talk about. Now, you were young when it came out, but how many times would you say you've seen the films? Well, I'm, let's see, if it's 50-year anniversary, I probably saw it twice a year in my whole life, oh, wow. as I can remember, so yeah. maybe like 60 or 70 times. Okay, God. <laughs> okay, now give me your unbiased opinion here. Would you consider it among the greatest films of all time? Absolutely. Yes, I would agree. Um, 
so I'm one of your several hundred thousand avid followers of Vintage Los Angeles, your Facebook page. Um, what started your interest in the history of LA and how did Vintage LA come about? Well, um, growing up here in LA and seeing so much of it be torn down, mm -hmm. I just figured, okay, this new thing called social media is happening and Facebook was starting and I thought, I'll just create a page, call up Vintage LA, a couple of my friends from high school will get on it and we'll right. talk about places that we used to go to as kids, yeah. never realizing ever, <laughs> 12 years later, it would be something I do as my living. Yeah, right. Um, it's been really rewarding. It's also really educational. Uh -huh. And I feel like it's a service. Oh, very it's much like so. an online library yeah. uh, of constant information. Yeah, and I love, love pe people love the posts and they love commenting their memories of it. So it's sort of an interactive community. Is it's, it? Is, it's the interactive part of it that makes it very satisfying. Yeah. Is it amazing that hundreds of thousands of people belong to that community? Yes. That you created? Yes. Yeah, yes. I would imagine so. Yes. Um, I read a uh, kind of a fun story that you uh, sort of to, to your uh, love of history of LA that you began collecting it from an early age that you still have the pin they sent you home with from Cedar sinai I do, oh my okay. God, yes. <laughs> it's a girl. Yeah, <laughs> an interesting fact that I was reading was that Cedar sinai used to be on Sunset Boulevard right. uh, where the Church of Scientology That's is right. now. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big blue building now. Yeah, and I, I guess my next question I, we had already answered, but it was did you ever envision such a massive following of like-minded people and how are you able to manage it with everything else that's on your plate? <laughs> Um, it's something I do. It's part of my daily duties, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, I brush my teeth, sure. I make my coffee, I yeah. check vintage LA, uh -huh. you know, and I spend an hour in the morning, probably yeah. an hour before I go to bed. And are there, are there posts that you sort of uh -huh. think about beforehand that you're saying, mm -hmm. I've never covered this, or you just if, come across things? If it's things? an anniversary, yeah. sure, if I catch the anniversary in time, mm -hmm. if it's someone's birthday, um, if somebody reminds me of something, yeah. a dream I had, Amazing. Uh, but I, I, a lot of it is just what I'm thinking that yeah. day, what, I'm rem what I remember. Very cool. It's not very hard to remember a lot. Yeah, sure. Because there's so much that we've lost. Well, especially <laughs> when you've grown up yeah. here, you know, yeah. and you remember all the good times. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously recognized as an expert on LA history and a voice for preserving our past. What's next for LA and more specifically, what, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen on the Sunset Strip? Um, mainly you know with all the recent high-rise developments that have mm -hmm. sort of changed the complexion of the famous street well i'm certainly not happy with ha what's happening yeah. on sunset strip although i'm happy that the whiskey a go-go and the rainbow are now landmarked oh is that right so they can't do anything to how those about buildings. the roxy is that next? i don't know okay. Roxy's is, is is but the whiskey need, needed to be yeah uh, and the right and the rainbow okay we need our rock and roll hangouts yeah. you know these places were like so the much hub history. of rock and roll at the time so those two are preserved the Viper Room mm -hmm. is in jeopardy. Oh, yeah. That whole block is in jeopardy. Mm. I don't like these high rises. They build them all up right to the street. Yeah. There's no circular driveway or right. landscaping or trees yeah. or fountains or anything. It's just building right to your, right at your face. So I feel like it's claustrophobic mm -hmm. driving down Sunset Boulevard and being. I feel like I'm being swallowed. Yeah. This is not Las Vegas. Right. You know. And the, and by the way, the the strip is up on a hill. So it shouldn't have all these high rises. It's blocking people's views. Yeah. It should be looking out over the city of Los Angeles. Would you say that we're losing a bit of the charm of the losing. city? Losing. Yes. We have lost we it. We have lost yeah. it. What, so to my next point, what if people are sort of upset with it and there's, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, the Viper Room's in jeopardy, what can people do and what can the public do to have their voices heard in, in the preservation of LA? Show up to the city council meetings, mm -hmm. write letters to the right city council members. Show up. Don't just... Send letters. It's yeah. really good to have the voices. You get your two minutes and you sure. speak. Social media. Uh -huh. Go to Vintage LA. Yeah. You know, uh, I create a lot of posts that people can 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 um, 
just sort of say what they want to feel. And sometimes sure. I print those out and I send those oh, interesting. to, to uh, city council. To show the community yeah, and yeah. the support and everything. And also like patronize places that you like. Right. You know, because one day they may not be there because yeah. they can't afford to be there. Right. rents are going way up. Sure, and the better they do, the longer they'll survive. Yes. So I haven't had the honor of visiting your home, but from what I heard and what I've read, um, it's a magnificent place, expertly decorated in mid-modern style, museum filled with art mm -hmm. and entertainment memorabilia. Um, I heard public television was just there filming a piece about Shea Martino. What was that like? They were filming a, a segment about the history of the Hollywood sign. Oh, cool. But it was really fun for them to come in because they uh, they didn't realize they were going to do this until they got there. Uh -huh. They saw some of the memorabilia yeah. and decided to like bring it in as a story point. Oh, very cool. So I've been collecting a lot of uh, old Hollywood memorabilia yeah. for like really hardcore collecting for about seven or eight years. Okay, cool. And can you share a little bit about the history of your building, Empire mm -hmm. West, and talk about how it all syncs up with your work, your home, and what you do professionally? <laughs> that was all kismet, all yeah. that. I, I did, I've always loved mid-century modern architecture, but mm -hmm. there's been a resurgence of it in the last 10 years. So my building was built in 1965 by Dan Dorsky, okay. who was a mid-century mod, they call him a mid-mod yeah. architect. And it's very, very cool. It's yeah. very madman. It also reminds me of like Family Affair. Uh -huh. The big wooden doors with yeah. the big gold, Oh, you cool. know, uh, doorknobs and stuff, uh, and it hasn't changed. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm now on the board there, so I'm very involved with making it, keep it the same, yeah. don't yeah, change yeah. it. Right. Doorknobs are original from yeah. 65, mm -hmm. don't change them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, running around trying to keep it. S Suzanne Plachette used to do what I do, because she okay. lived in that building. Okay. So I'm kind of taking on her, her role. Fun. <laughs> um, I had read somewhere that you had brought the architect back to the building I and did. took him into your unit to I see did. what was original and what had been changed. Is, is what would you give the is a lot of it still original? In your he unit? was really impressed by my unit yeah. in particular because my unit hadn't been gutted and changed. Okay. It was the same layout as he had created it and he was really sweet because he just passed away recently oh. but um, he said no one had ever invited him back to the building since oh. he built it. So it was really sweet to have him in his place. That's a very there. cool yeah. experience. So you're now splitting your time between LA and Palm <laughs> Springs. What's that like with work-wise and getting out to the desert and coming back. Challenging, yeah. but really fun. I love the house because, mm -hmm. again, big big fan of mid-century modern. Sure. I like open floor plans. Uh -huh. uh, I like one-story buildings. <laughs> so everything seems, it just, it's not as intimidating. Right. And I love the dark nights with the stars and everything and all, uh -huh. all that. Yeah. It's just a great, a great neighborhood, South Palm Springs. Nice. Uh, Charles Du Bois, the architect, so. Okay. I'm very, very into the yeah. architecture. Cool. Um, you, we've talked a little bit about your home. You've hosted some pretty intimate celebrity dinners at your home, including one honoring the great film director Peter Bogdanovich. Yes. Uh, a little before he passed uh, for the 50th anniversary of his film, film *The Last Picture Show*. Mm -hmm. Obviously, something you enjoy. What was that evening like, and how do these events sort of come together? That was an epic evening. Yeah, and I, sounds I don't like it. Say that word very often, yeah. but it was really monumental because we lost him like a month later. Oh wow. And I didn't think he was even in any kind of, you know, he was, I just thought he was fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it was an honor because I'm such a fan of his films. Mm -hmm. And I never really got the time or the, in my life to really sit and chat with him. I'd met yeah. him, but to have him over and to, to accept my invitation to come by with yeah. some of his friends. And um, Beverly D'Angelo came uh -huh. and Sid Croft and Griffin Dunn. It was wow. a very, very cool group of people um, that all know each other from some some connection. Right, at some point. And uh, he held court for two hours, wow. sat with us, we got yeah. a cake with his picture, the last picture show on it, and he was, he was very moved by it. He sang for us. Amazing. Um, everyone had their phones out, everyone, yeah. he loved every minute. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that was his last outing. Wow. 
And so I'm really glad we were able to do that for him. It's pretty special. Mm -hmm. um, do you, are there? Do you do you do those often? Or do they yes. just come about certain ways? I or? try to. Yeah. I mean, since COVID, not really. Sure. Uh, but I'd like to do more of those. I uh -huh. like I like bringing together like salons almost. You know, yeah. bringing bringing um, people together from the community that mm -hmm. have may have known people from different connections. Sure. And the conversation's always very interesting. Yeah. Cocktail parties, and sort of like the way Dominic Dunn used to throw those back right. in the day. And we've gone two plus years without them, so I'm sure they'd be a welcome uh, yeah. reoccurrence. Um, so I recently had the Beverly Hills Mayor Lily Bossy on the show, and mm -hmm. she has works nonstop, and your work ethic reminds me a lot of hers. How do you find time for everything? And my next question is, do you ever sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, I really look up to Lily. Yeah. So she's very inspiring to me. Um, I don't know how I juggle it all. I'm just, I don't think a lot about it. Mm -hmm. You've got things to do, sure. you know? And I, I think if I slow down, I might slow down too much. Uh -huh. One day I will. Of course I will. I do sleep, but I, 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 I don't require a lot of yeah. sleep. Do you, enjoy, yeah. do you enjoy the busyness of your life? Do yes. You, yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, very cool. Uh, so you've produced iconic programs, Mysteries and Scandals, E! True Hollywood Story, Trading Spaces, Celebrity Rehab, just to name a few. And now you've transitioned into front of, in front of the camera, reporting for Spectrum SoCal Scene. Mm -hmm. How did you get into producing? It, it's very interesting. I mm -hmm. really did climb the way you're supposed to. I yeah. started by answering phones at okay. Entertainment TV. Uh -huh. Some people start in the mailroom. Yeah. I, I worked my way up from receptionist to executive producer over seven years. And that was really great yeah. going through those. I never asked for anything. I never expected anything. Right. I didn't have anyone open a door for me. Yeah. I just wanted to be in television. I wanted to be in films. I wanted to be in uh, the entertainment industry. Sure. And E! was a great place to work because mm -hmm. uh, you didn't have to have a lot of experience in television. It's sort of like high school or college or NYU. You're learning as you're going. And we all left as season producers. It was mm -hmm. the greatest five years or six of my life, yeah. producing Mysteries and Scandals especially. Uh -huh. And then, you know, years later, I went into reality TV because yeah. that was the thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then I started this, Vintage LA, and Spectrum came to me and asked me if I'd like to be on it. I think yeah. I was going to be on one episode, and I think I've been on, a, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 episodes. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. I know. Do you, did you think that working your way up was, is that, do you think that's the best way to sort yes. of learn the entertainment industry? Yes. Just have every position because and you, soak it Because by the time you get to the highest position you want to yeah. be, you've done every one of those jobs. Right. So you kind of know where things slip through cracks. Sure. Okay? I'm not saying you can't become something by a connection and mm -hmm. you can be really talented. Of course you can. Yeah. But I prefer to, be, to, to get to do all of the jobs. Mm -hmm. That way, if I ever run my own production company, yeah. I know what everybody does. Right. And I, I've talked a little bit about it on previous episodes. When you ask, as a, as a producer, you probably have people that work for you, and you, when you ask them for something, they know that you've done that job at one point in your career. Yes. So they and respect you. And you they more. respect that, yeah. that, that, that your boss. Or, I don't have a staff, so I've never sure. had employees. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I was to ever have one, I, I, I actually sympathize with some of the other positions. Right. It's not easy answering yeah. phones all the day or right. running errands for people. Right. So I, like to, I, I still do those jobs. Yeah. I like doing it all. Um, do you have any any juicy stories for us from your time at E? Anything that oh comes to mind? Oh my God! I'll have to bring you back for, for part two <laughs> for the next time. Yeah. Uh, a bottle of wine on the table. Yeah. Open up. <laughs> are, are you? No, I mean there. Well, Howard Stern was on our network. Joan oh, cool. Rivers was on our network. Yeah. Um, you know, I I worked around Talk Soup, so all of the incarnations of that show. Um, it, it was a really great time to be there when Joan Rivers and Howard were on the network. Yeah, up to powerhouse names. Yes. yes. Um, are you enjoying the other side of things now, being the talent? Yes. Yeah. Again, doing all of the jobs. Right. Because I also ran camera when I was in reality TV. Uh -huh. So it is, you, you do know your camera angles and you do know what is needed and uh, 
not that I try to do everyone's job and sure. micromanage, but yeah. I think they appreciate when uh -huh. someone in front of the camera has done the other side. Right. Um, so you're still doing a bit of producing, having switched to doing some documentaries. Can you tell us a bit about some of your recent projects, especially the House of Cardone? So I, I did hook up with the Ebersol Hughes Company, which are two very dear friends of mine, and I did produce uh, House of Cardone. 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 House of Cardone. Yes. Uh, and uh, just recently we did a documentary on Trini Lopez, okay. who, who unfortunately passed away of COVID. Oh, yeah. um, but we just got um, an Amazon deal. So that, that shows that, that, mo that documentary is streaming on Amazon now. Very excited about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Trini would be very happy about that. And um, I'm working on Million Dollar Listings and with um, KCT on the History of the Hollywood sign yeah. and, and, and your show. Yes. And then I'm back at KBO. That's I mean, right. This is like really a very cool thing for me well, to be back here. Well, and we're happy to have you back. I this really love it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's a nice segue into my next uh, question for you. You mentioned Million Dollar Listing, and I know you were at Dantana's last night filming an episode. Um, we share some of our favorite restaurants, including mm -hmm. Dantana's, Musso and Frank, Formosa Cafe, El Coyote. And I know you're friendly with a lot of the restaurateurs who are working to ensure that we mm -hmm. keep these historic eaters around. Are they safe? And can you talk a little bit about the return of the tale of the pup? Well, I, I, I don't think anything is safe yeah. ever. I mean, I, that's sort of, but I think things are safer. You know, I think uh, Moose on Frank is going to be 103 next year. Wow. I don't think they're going anywhere because yeah. they own the building. Uh -huh. um, I think this, the um, Formosa is landmarked. The Rainbow is landmarked. Dantana's as a 30-year lease. Okay. Um, I think things are safer. Yeah. You know, I just, I, developers scare me. Yeah. You know, and, what, and the money figures that get thrown around and, and how they diminish sometimes small businesses. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's, that stuff's kind of scary. But so far, so good with, you know. And then places are closing. We lost sure. a lot through, through COVID, too, yeah. which is, you know, not, I, who would think? You're worried, I'm worried about developers. Now this thing called COVID is shutting things down. You can't, it's, you just can't escape it. can't escape Everything's a, after our historic uh, eaters yes, here. Yes, yes, yeah. it's always in jeopardy. So is the tale of the pup coming back? Yes. Do you know anything about it? It is. Uh, I've seen a sneak peek. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Can you talk about what part of town it's going to land it's in? It's going to be back in West Hollywood. Okay, very good. It's going to be in Santa Monica. Amazing. And it's going to be bigger. Um, yeah. And you're going to recognize the facade is yeah. going to be there. And it's, it's the, by the right people, the 1933 yeah. group doing everything right. Amazing. They do everything right. Yeah. So well, it's going to be in better hands. As someone who grew up going there, I think once a week probably, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm looking at my dad <laughs> smiling now, but uh, I'm happy to hear it's coming back. Yes. That's exciting. Um, there's a lot of talk, uh, there's so much to talk about besides your work as the go-to expert in LA, curating and monitoring your Facebook community, tweeting, reporting, producing, hosting parties. You're also a writer, having penned articles for LA Mag and other publications. Mm -hmm. Are there any biographies about your dad or books about LA history in progress? I mean, I would like to do my own. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've been saying this, though, for many years. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get that, slip that into the agenda somewhere. Yeah. I have a big slide collection. And Very a big, cool. big collection of Ellie menus and yeah. all kinds of stuff that I would love to see in a book because it's one of a kind stuff. Yeah. I will get that done. I just don't know when. It sounds like a perfect Tashin coffee table oh, book to everyone me. says Tashin. Yeah. But they're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I get, like, when I'm, when maybe when I settle in Palm Springs yeah. and I'm like, maybe I'll do it out Have there. Have a little more time for A few everything. more years. Yeah. I'm still well, putting it together. When you do, I hope I can ask you for an autograph <laughs> copy. Yes, I will give you one. <laughs> so uh, this has been amazing and I've had a lot of fun. We barely scratched the surface. Yeah. So. Can you, will you will you agree to come back soon yes. so we can dive into some other things? Yes, okay. definitely. Oh my Amazing. gosh, uh, so and much I'm proud fun. of you. Oh, thanks, Allison. <laughs> this has been great. Till next time, uh, Dylan Curtis back to Beverly signing off. Thanks again for listening. And just a reminder: if you enjoyed this interview, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review, and tell a friend. You can also find me on social at Back to Beverly on Instagram.
Till next time, I'm your host, Dylan Curtis, signing off. Did you press record? <laughs>